folks, welcome back to another exciting edition of Panel Perfect. I, of course, am Max Malecki, your fearless leader, and with me is my co-host, equal parts handsome and mansome, Alex Pappas. How's it going? It's going good, handsome. Excellent. How's it going, buddy? It's going... You sound like there's a gun to your head, like... <laughs> like there's somebody off exactly camera with, like, a gun being like, all right, now tell him you're okay. Oh, hey, hey Max, uh, how's it going, buddy? I'm okay. Please don't look for me. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> Please bring 2,000 and unmarked bells to Pershing Square. <laughs> a man named Moochie will take them from you. <laughs> I mean, if you could, it'd be great, man. Be yeah, great. yeah. And uh, with us, our guest today, a uh, lovely comedian here in the Los Angeles area. You can see him every Monday at Flappers, Alex Kane. Hey, uh, I did need to ask, why is there a bag over his head? Why are we in this <laughs> weird terrorist cell going on? Is this like a forced thing for him? Just keep talking, man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we don't keep talking, they won't know if they can trust us. <laughs> There's cameras in here. There's so many cameras in here for an audio podcast. This is very scary. That one's got a broadcasting light. Where's it broadcasting to? There's like seven guys in like hoods just watching us from back there. Don't mind them. They're friendly. Well, now that you are oh, that clearly under us, uh, I think, Alex, the best way to start uh, this episode is the way we start every episode. And that is, uh, just kind of walk us through, what, what's your history with, uh, with comics? Is there any particular series that really got you into it? Is there a time you remember being like, yeah, these are awesome? I don't remember what first got me into it besides uh, Art of Alex Ross was a big deal for comic books for me. That's the first thing I remember about reading them. But the thing that got me into superhero comics in the first place is Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and yeah. Batman the Animated Series. Uh, just, you know, the trifecta of comic book nerd TV shows. So I was a big fan of those as a young boy, but then around, uh, like, middle school, I started finding actual comic books. I was always a, a DC guy over Marvel until, like, the Marvel movies started coming out, and then I was like, I guess I like both now. <laughs> Things are going great. Like this. And then, like, as the Marvel movies continued, I was like, nah, fuck that. DC all the way again. So, like, that's it's kind of been my history of, like, that. But I, I've been a big DC comic book nerd for, well, like, nerd is a strong word, but nerd for a long time. It's, uh, I, I watch all of the Arrow shows. I watch any sort of adaptation of any of my comic books. I kept up with the comics for years up until recently because of just, I can't keep buying all this yeah. stuff every few weeks. I'll, I'll like dip into a series here and there when I hear they're good. But um, the last thing I read all of was Doomsday Clock and it took way too long for that thing to come out. So I got real <laughs> mad and just stopped buying stuff for a while because yeah. I was like I can't take these breaks between it I don't remember the plot by the time the next one comes around so that was uh that was kind of my breaking point for buying comics right now yeah but so uh, that's my history of comic fandom my, that's, my, that's pretty much where I'm at with uh with buying books as well like there's mm -hmm. still a few indies that I will read without fail like Saga okay um, yeah. but speaking of hiatuses holy shit oh my god <laughs> yeah they have been away for like two years because Brian K. Vaughn giveth and Brian K. Vaughn taketh away I think the guy just lives in a shack and we, don't, <laughs> we don't actually know, I know where he, he is I know he lives in Sherman Oaks nope in a shack in Sherman Oaks <laughs> <laughs> 
He's in one of those vacant lots, you see. Yeah. No, he's just one of those tents under the bridge. Like, yeah, there's just yeah. someone masquerading under his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, as far as superhero books go, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's just so hard to keep up with them, you know, with your work-a-day, you know, adult life. And they're moving at a mile a minute. Like, you now have to read, like, just for DC right now, apparently you have to read, like, eight different books just to understand the continuity of what's going on in, like, just the Batman series yeah. because of... The, the Batman Who Laughs is way too integral with the rest of it, and I didn't even read the whole Dark Knight's Metal thing that brought yeah. him in, because I just didn't have the time at that time. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was real weird. There was a baby Thanos, which seemed cool, but I was like, I shouldn't I shouldn't be reading this right now. I have, like, a job and stuff. <laughs> I'm supposed to be watching my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It was the, those hiatuses, because, like, I didn't even make it to Doomsday Clock. Like, I got to Button. Oh, God. and then I was like, "When is this? What's next? Like, wait, we gotta wait for this." I was like, "This is DC, though." Like, and oh, I, I successfully did all four of the hollow foil yeah. uh, covers of Button. Fuck yeah! For the most disappointing series I think I've ever felt. Right? Like, <laughs> it's just like remember that really cool moment in like Flashpoint? Yeah, we're gonna like fuck. We're gonna go back to that. I was like, ah, okay. Like, we're just gonna address that it happened. Yeah. Just, just remind you that it happened. We're not gonna do anything else with it. Yeah. <laughs> So remember that thing? Yeah. It be four ninety nine. They like talked it up for like months. It, oh, like public like there was ads in every book I was reading and like suddenly I was like, Oh, this is cool, man. This is the one hollow foil cover they have and it's the Flash and Batman who are like my favorites because I'm a child again. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's and then it's just like, oh, they beat up reverse flash and then he just that was it. That was yeah. the entire book. Like, it was just like nothing changed. I was so pissed though because they're like, it's the world's greatest detective with Central City's own forensic detective. And I was like, oh, it's a detective on detective. I love it. Uh oh. No detecting was done. No. Honestly, the villain broke into the Batcave and then so did the Flash. And that was the pinnacle of the action. Yes. It was just like an Injustice like fight scene. We just went through like three fights and then it was over. Yeah. Speaking of good comics though, Injustice was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I was always a big Injustice like the video game got me yeah. back into the Can we can we make fun of you for the... Yeah. For my for my for my yeah, for my headphone. I assume you had to have been wearing the headphones and now we're just like you I'm carefully just took them out of his yeah. ear. It, well, like, it was it's... so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Getting levels, we're getting levels. So I was, was trying fine. not to call attention to it. <laughs> it was just like swinging in front of you. It's like yeah. I was like, eventually the mic's gonna pick that up. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. I feel like like when you look back on this, there might be a foosh foosh every time. <laughs> it's like oh times. Just It'll be these. great. Yeah. 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 And as Max is like, God damn it. Least... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy. Like I think Marvel actually had uh, the opposite problem in terms of release schedules. I remember I used oh, okay. to read. Amazing Spider-Man every month. Um, it was like my favorite thing. Dance Slots Run, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed all the way through. But I remember they had this big event that was called uh, the Clone Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Where they brought <laughs> back the Jackal and they were like, yeah, we're going to try and like do the clones thing again, but good this time. And it was good, but like they released like almost, I think, a chapter per week. Because it wasn't just in Spider-Man. It was like there was a event book just called The Clone Conspiracy. Right, they had like Spider-Man and then the, yeah. t- the, the other Spider-Man. Then there was like yeah, all the other Spider-Man books tied into it. And like all of that stuff was essential. Like you couldn't just read 
the clone conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You had to read everything, and if you missed even one of them, you'd be lost. And eventually, I was like, I think I have to like wait for this to finish because I, I just can't keep up with it anymore. <laughs> well, it's just Jay Jonah running Marvel. He's like, I need more books about Spider-Man. I need some books, <laughs> books about Spider-Man. <laughs> See, Marvel lost me in the past few years mainly because the, I was an X-Men guy. Like uh, that was my; those were my Marvel oh, characters. Yeah, you need yeah. to pick up House of X. House of X is amazing. I have not cared this much about the X-Men in years. It's the only superhero comic I read right now. Yeah, I haven't read it at all, honestly. <laughs> Like and it's like after well death of X I totally checked out <laughs> I think was the breaking point for me when Cyclops was just like murdered for no or was murdering people I or reanimated mm-hmm. and every all of the above and yeah, like all of those things happen I don't but yeah. House of X is great oh yeah it's good oh, to know yeah. no and I saw Jonathan Hickman was running and I was like oh shit I love Jonathan Hickman I gotta check this out and I was not disappointed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if you're an X-Men guy, you're going to love it probably even more than I do, because, like, House of X, and, like, I've graduated now to reading, like, the main X-Men series that spun out of it. Okay. Like, it's one of those books where you have to, like, read it with Wikipedia open, so you're like, who's the obscure <laughs> They're now saying it's super important. Like, I love that. That's one of my favorite things about the X-Men. There's just like, oh, by the way, skin is now important. You remember skin from the 90s? <laughs> he's a thing again. He, he, he's skin. Phantom X, he's now Professor Xavier. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just play along here. It, just wait for Spike from X-Men Evolution to show up. Oh my yeah. god, I miss X-Men Evolution. Right? That was the best X-Men dude, show. Dude, you and I were watching the same cartoons. Like, <laughs> good. <laughs> Spike arc was my shit, dude. He's Spike trying... is the most, like, loved character that has never gone to comics, yeah. I think. <laughs> like, there's no Spike in the comics that ever made sense. And he was totally 90s, though. Even though we were watching probably like, early 2000s, you skateboarding, dude. And, like, we got, like... <laughs> I love the, like, Spike sticking out. I'm like, you're a mutant? Or, like... <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think that's going to help you. He's like, nah, dude, he's just shooting spikes at him. He's fine. I feel like his whole arc was that he was a basketball player, right? And he was like, I can't let them know about my spikes. And ba-. I was I think, like, you shouldn't let them know because you'll lose the basketball game. I thought he was like skateboarding. I thought he was both. Because he, he, he definitely, it was definitely, like, the 90s was definitely, like, if you were an athlete, you were good at all of the sports. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they remember him, like, hiding it, like, having to live mm-hmm. it, yeah. But, like, I like the Spike, yeah. I re- liked Spike a lot because he had, like, the rivalry with Quicksilver. Yeah. And that was, like, a fun Quicksilver. I like the, the douchey, totally evil Quicksilver. <laughs> they need that back. I don't like good Quicksilver <laughs> that they have everywhere. Oh, man. I think my favorite, like, X-Men thing from the 90s, I didn't discover it until college, but uh, there was a series called Ecstatics. <laughs> and um, I forget who the writer was, but, yeah, like, the art was Michael Allred, so mm-hmm. it looked amazing. But I have never read a book with more, like, outright contempt for its subject than Ecstatics. Like, it both, like, loved and hated the X-Men at the same time because the whole premise is it was, like, a team of X-Men that you had to, like, audition to be on, but people were treating it like it was a reality show. So, like, there was, like, feats of strength. Like, people were, like, sending in tapes to be part of Ecstatics. It was, like... Big Brother by way of the X-Men and almost every issue ended with them killing whoever the team was. <laughs> I forgot, like, 
mid 2000 early 2000s like marvel dived real into like everybody's on a reality show as a superhero do you no, remember yeah that? it was it was insane it was like both a parody and like a cruel like real against what the x-men was at the time <laughs> It's just, I guess, yeah, when the TV did the writer's strike, they're like, well, we'll do reality, too. Like, <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's how Civil War started. <laughs> they were like, we're on a bad reality show. Let's bomb some shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. But in Marvel, when you bomb <laughs> on the show, you bomb for real. <laughs> Marvel, when you go off, you go off. <laughs> there's going off, and then there's going off Marvel style. <laughs> Oh man, well that's as good of a segue as any into our main topic for today, uh, which is Suicide Squad, which yeah. is objectively the best live-action DC movie, um, I think. I'd say objectively not. I'm sure, so as a fellow DC fan, I was just talking about these movies, I was like, I feel like Marvel, like, they just like, they're, they're the valedictorian, they're always gonna do good, yep. but it's just like, as long as like, the little DC guy can, like, string together, like, three sentences. We're like, good job, DC guy. I'm so fucking As proud so, of you, man. Every time DC does something okay, I'm like, that was so good. Did you guys not see Shazam? Was, <laughs> he had a full arc, and it was amazing. He had, it wasn't the ending I expected. It yeah. was so exactly, there were no, there was only seven big gray creatures. Yeah. <laughs> only seven in that yeah, one. There was only yeah. seven gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that it took, like, me 30 30 seconds to remember what my point was. <laughs> yeah, no, I like making I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to rush through. I was like, what the fuck happened to Shazam again? I was like, all right, yeah. But like, oh, it was a nice, like... I like Shazam. But what I loved about DC movies mm-hmm. is no one wants to no one wants to spoil them. No, no one's talking about them. Like, yeah. Suicide Squad, which, like, whatever that movie is, I only had to, my... It was the first time I got to see Flash in the movie theater. Okay. And, like, for me, that was, like... It's so quick. So it's when they introduce Captain mm-hmm. Boomerang, he zooms yeah, in the yeah, bank. Yeah. That's it. I but was like, doing the, the the dates in my head, which came oh, yeah. out first. But right yeah, it's Don definitely Justice. that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was because I remember seeing that. I was like, <gasps> and like I didn't know that was happening. And like I love those moments mm-hmm. where I don't know, and I get like you don't get that anymore. With, yeah, especially in like, but the, luckily no one cares about DC, so I still get shocked. <laughs> we could get that in the like. Same thing happens in Justice League when like Green Lantern's flying across the screen in yeah. that first fight. Like there was, there are all these moments and and like the DC, they, they, their misstep was that they were going second act Marvel instead yeah. of first act Marvel because yep. like Marvel movies sucked. At, there's a they they like had a bunch of just like trip and falls before Avengers came oh, out. Yeah. Like Thor, the first one's not good. The second Iron Man's fine. I like it. A lot of people hate that I want movie. My bird. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I want my bird. It's just a bird. very like bloated movie, in my opinion. Like, there's a good movie there, but it's also like got half of an Avengers prequel stuffed into yeah. it, and those two ideas are not playing nice with each other. And a whole plot line of a man who wants his bird, and we never learn why. Well, like, <laughs> he just loves birds. He just wants his bird. Come you on, haven't you ever just loved birds? Like, and you have to pay really close attention to realize, like, that they hated the Stark family. It should have been you. I was like, do we know the dead dude in the bed? Like, is this a Charlie Chocolate Factory thing? Is he gonna jump out of that bed? Or, like... 
I like it was <laughs> I forgot about the guy in the bed. <laughs> well, exactly. Like it was so like his introduction was just like he's in Russia, he's in thing, he watched TV, he make whip. And it was like, okay, right on. That's what I remember as his character. Just like he just didn't like Tony Stark and he had a whip. And yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. well, funny. Some of the and DC is guilty of this too. Mm-hmm. Like they have like weird amalgamation villains, and I don't know why, because Hmm. Mickey Rourke is clearly supposed to be Crimson Dynamo from the comics, who yep. is like Russian Iron Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like this yeah, Russian yeah, yeah. inventor. And Tony Stark's father like rips him off, and so he goes on the warpath. But in the movie, they're like, yeah, it's kind of that, but also he gets hired by uh, Sam Rockwell, who was also in the movie. Also, he has whips now, and uh, he's just really into birds. Yeah. I mean, they're and always you're like, was... how did you get that out of. <laughs> There was Whiplash, who was just guy with whips. Like, he just didn't have any character behind him. So yeah. they were just like, eh, fuck it, uh, Crimson Dynamo. We'll just waste <laughs> your character arc here. And then, I mean, they keep doing weird shit with Iron Man stuff. They have all his weird, like, uh, I can't remember his name, guy with the rings. Mandarin. 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 What a terrible use of the Mandarin. Oh, yeah. Like, th- that's the thing about the Marvel movies. Everyone kind of forgets how bad some of them were. Because the DC ones, their flagship ones, were the really bad ones. Well, and yet everyone keeps killing the villains. Like, I, and like, I love in Mandalorian, they don't kill the main villain. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are learning. Go, good job. Yeah, yeah. He figured it out. <laughs> but, uh, like, the DC ones, uh, Justice League is a uh, steaming pile of garbage. Batman vs. Superman's terrible. Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad's not good. Uh, I, I... <laughs> I love the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is, is so bad, it's yeah. good as a movie. It's like the superhero you know equivalent of The Room. Like. <laughs> it, it just needed a Will Smith soundtrack. Yeah, if he wrote plot. a Suicide <laughs> song. Like, dude, Wild song. Wild West might have not been a great movie, but when those credits hit <laughs> and fucking Stevie Wonder's I Wish started coming on, wow, like, wow, it was like, fuck yes, I'm in for this movie again. Do you, Does anyone not remember that Men in Black wasn't that good? We just really <laughs> like that song. <laughs> We're getting another Bad Boys sequel just so they could do the Bad Boys song again. <laughs> yeah. What you want? I just, I, just, I just need to hear Will Smith rap about the movie. And it was like, when he was dead shot, I was like, dude, yeah, I was all in the dead shot song. I'm like, I'm fucking in. Uh, and then, uh, I would love him to free shit style dead shot. It rhymes with everything. <laughs> I know. It's so easy. It was low hanging fruit. And I was like, how are we not doing this? Like, come on. But he was, and I, I'm not actually upset at his portrayal. Deadshot is my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Period. I'm such a, I've always been a big Deadshot fan. For oh, whatever yeah. reason, I picked up on him in like, there was a Justice League Unlimited episode with him. Oh, yeah. And that was, like, the first time I was like, that guy's cool. I want to know more about him. Well, yeah, when him he was and, like, I'm a contract killer. Yep. What it's do you so think? Cool. And he <laughs> snuck onto the fucking satellite. Yeah. It was cool shit. And then, like, they, I think they even called it Task Force X at the time because they yep. couldn't call it Suicide Squad on yeah, a kid's yeah. show. Yeah. But I just kind of, like, watched that character for the rest of growing up. He showed up in, like, the Arkham games at one point. Yeah. And he, I mean, this, he was the leader of the Suicide Squad all the time I was growing up. Oh, yeah. And, like, I just suddenly ran into those books. I always found villains more interesting for whatever reason. And the Suicide Squad's the best grouping of villains they've ever put together. Because yeah. it's wacky comic book stuff. Like, every time it's, like, the Legion of Doom, they're like, we're trying to destroy the world. And I'm like, I don't need to see that side. Yeah. But when it's, like, them trying to save the day, it's like, 
We're not really trying to do anything. We're just, like, being told we have to go to the left and, oh, shit, there's a giant monkey we have to kill. Yeah. That's all what Suicide all Squad shark, should man, be. man, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's the best part of it. It's, like, it's a campaign. It's what mm-hmm. we all do. We just, we, we sit here and make our campaigns. What about you guys? Let them go do a heist. Yeah, it's just, like, a di- it could be a different story every week. Yeah. It didn't have world ending stakes behind it and the yeah, villains yeah. were silly mm-hmm. Deadshot wants to die in every issue and that's like his entire accomplishment like every time he doesn't die he loses and it's kind yeah. of funny watching <laughs> like as a 15 year old who's like oh that's I, I have weird depression issues this guy's <laughs> trying to die this is hilarious <laughs> like it was a thing for me it mattered it mattered to me and then he was what Will Smith turned him into which was just Will Smith yeah <laughs> Which was fine. It wasn't like that was the problem with the movie, but I was like, I was really hoping I'd get Deadshot. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, Cara Delevingne, I was like, that was a poor choice. Like, yeah, you had yeah. the Joker. No, just do yeah. it. Just do a Joker movie yeah. if you have to. I didn't like the Jared Leto Joker, but if he was going to ruin the movie anyways, you may have some screen time. Yeah. yeah. Like, Apparently there's a whole subplot with the Joker that they cut out either for time or because it just really was that bad. I think it was just that bad. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, that was I think that's when Suicide Squad, like everyone talks about that third act, it turned from Suicide Squad to world ending. Yep. And it's like if he just if he was just stopping Joker from breaking out of Arkham or something. Yep. Like, like they did Assault on Arkham, which mm-hmm. had its own fucking choices, but like I like Assault on Arkham yeah. a lot though. Like Oh, it's a very well done Suicide Squad it's movie. It's definitely yeah. better than the Will Smith thing. It's a yeah. great Batman movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's my problem with it. But it's yeah. a great movie. Like I love it. I love that Harley Quinn. I love Harley Quinn as the like basically the co leader with Deadshot on the Suicide yeah. Squad that they kinda do in the, that they did in the comics for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I like that chaos that they bring yeah and they yeah. just forgot about that for the movie that move like that movie could have been deadshot and harley quinn just throwing bullets at people <laughs> just for two hours i would have that scene where will smith is on the car shooting people yeah i would have watched that for three hours <laughs> that was awesome like if they could have found a way to have like harley also de- like deflect bullets in that that's the suicide squad movie but like also maybe have killer croc eat a guy or some shit i don't know right but I just I don't know why they're so so determined to force like a Karen Devangeli into that movie. Yeah. I think there was just a time when every studio was really high on Karen Devangeli. Like mm-hmm. I remember I used to work at um at a studio as an assistant, and one of the things my the tasks my boss gave me was I had to cyberstalk Karen Devangeli. <laughs> she was like check all of her social media. Check all the paparazzi websites. I want you to find out where she is right now because we're trying to get a meeting with her so we can put her in a movie. And I'm like, she's just like a model. I don't know why everyone's like, she needs to be in everything. I'm sure she's okay, but... I have yet to see why. Yeah. <laughs> it's the eyebrows, man. She does have rock, killer eyebrows. You gotta get her. All about eyebrows. <laughs> if you can't get the rock, you get character of it. We need an That's eyebrow. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> the next best thing. <laughs> she was yeah. The rock would have been a great enchantress, but he's <laughs> black Adam. He's so. gonna be a killer black Adam. Oh, I'm very I'm excited. So I really couldn't picture him as Shazam. I like Zach Levine. Like I loved his mm-hmm. portrayal, but like I really could have picked the rock. I could have. The rock him. wanted to be Black Adam. Yeah. That's what happened. Oh, like okay. he yeah, he yeah. Ch- he was cast as Black Adam before they cast a. Shazam movie. They've been yeah. moving forward with a Black Adam thing 
longer than like most of these other characters because The Rock wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember it was like originally it was going to be a Shazam movie with The Rock as Black Adam, and then when The Rock came on board, everyone was like, "Oh shit, The Rock's gonna be Black Adam!" And now I believe the idea is they're going to do a Black Adam movie and then like the third the second or third Shazam movie is going to be them fighting yeah, and that's like going to that. be great yeah like he is the marquee Shazam villain and like probably mm-hmm. one of the best ones in DC's stable if I, you ask me I like Shazam a lot I can't say I read too much of him uh I can't name another uh Shazam baddie there's Dr. K- K- Kevorkian, I'm gonna guess. Why not? And he was in basically in the first one. Yeah, I fucking love Shazam. He's one of my like favorite DC characters just because he's so like goofy and whimsical. Like, you know, there's all this magic. All of his villains are insane. Like, (laughs) Black Adam is like a legitimately dramatic villain, but then Savannah is just a mad scientist. (laughs) And you can have some fun with that. Like, but there's all sorts of amazing, obscure Shazam villains. Like, uh, he's in one scene of Shazam, and it's the best scene, Mr. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> and he is a, te- I kid you not, he is a super intelligent telepathic caterpillar <laughs> that speaks through a voice box around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I love that they, just in comics, there's always a guy that's just ridiculous. Yeah, like, you yeah. don't remember this guy? I, like, I, that's why I'm really excited about this new Suicide Squad movie. Because one, they can make Captain Boomerang good for me again. Uh, I would really like if they you did something didn't mark to do. Joy that. Courtney. Uh, I loved him actually. In those four uh, minutes he was on screen, yeah. uh, I was actually thought the unicorn thing was really funny. Yeah, I was the only yeah. one who seemed to be getting it in the theater at any time where he had the unicorn. I was like, oh, he has a unicorn. That's kind of funny. And everyone else was like, what does it mean? And I was like, literally nothing. That's the whole. Okay, no one gets this. <laughs> Dude, I feel like he threw like three boomerangs that whole movie. If he threw even three. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, one in his yeah. intro, and, like... Yeah, he just sexually harassed a couple people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he threw the one in the intro, and he threw, like, a couple in some of the fight scenes, I'm sure. And I yeah. just, But he wasn't really in a lot of them. No. No, there were a lot of actors and characters in that movie I just felt very bad for, like, when they introduced Slipknot. They're like, this is Slipknot, <laughs> the man who can climb anything. And then he just dies immediately. See, my favorite thing about Slipknot and the advertising around Slipknot is if you know anything about Suicide Squad, like any issue of the first Suicide Squad arc, someone gets their head blown up in the first five minutes. And you look at the cast, you look at the character names, and like as a Suicide Squad fan, I was like, oh, so Slipknot's going to die in the first three minutes, right? Like We're all aware of that. (laughs) I got very depressed, but I looked more into it because apparently... um... Like, the guy who plays Slipknot is Native American, and he that was, like, the biggest role, like, for a Native American to that day. Yep, that's and still every, a pro- I'm sure everyone was like, oh, you got this, man. <laughs> Go up there and show everyone how it's done. And then he just dies, dies immediately, in the first few and I'm minutes. like, oh. That's too bad. That's so bad. Oh, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> I love how he wasn't the only intro of, oh, yeah, this guy. Because like, they had, what's her name? Uh, fucking, uh, uh, Katana. 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 This is Katana. She's got a sword that holds souls. All right, let's go. And it's like, yeah, see, yeah. what? Okay. <laughs> I like that approach to it, but not in that movie. No. Yeah, I yeah. would love that approach to it in a movie where Deadshot's introduced as a guy who wants to jump off the building and they won't let him. <laughs> like, that's... That's a better like if they're like so the focus is on Will if the whole time Will Smith every time there's a window dead like 
Boomerang's job was to leash him. <laughs> That'd be really fun. Yeah. I would watch that movie every time. And in that movie, if they were just like, this is a katana, her sword talks to her, don't worry about it, I'd be like, I'm on board. <laughs> but this one where they're like, oh, here's a half crocodile man, and here are the details about why he's a half crocodile. Yeah. I'm like, well, explain the fucking magical sword. That's way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And are we going to actually see that? Is she going to talk? Is she ever going to talk? No, no, yeah. I love how, like, for a while, DC was like, like blacking out all the characters they wanted to use in movies and other media. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember they had to kill off like the entire Suicide Squad on Arrow yeah. to make way for the movie version. I'm like, oh well, at least we'll get like a nice meal out of the movie. And then they are like, this is Katana. Her sword traps her victims. And I'm like, oh, so that that's what they were holding on for. Like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They like killed off Floyd Lawton in Arrow yeah. to give us that, and they held off on so much other stuff. And, like, they, they got smart and lifted the embargo. They, oh, they, they like, did eventually yeah. get smart. I think that's how you can, like, describe DC's film division. Like, oh, they're getting smarter. Like They're figuring shit out. Like, I have a lot of high hopes about DC movies going oh, yeah. forward. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, Wonder Woman was great. This next yep. one looks amazing. Yep, yep. Uh, Shazam, like, for all the jokes we made, Shazam was really good. Shazam was good. Shazam it was Shazam might have been my favorite superhero movie of last year, and it had Endgame yeah. and Captain Marvel, which I thought was an excellent movie. Yeah, yeah. No, even Aquaman was solid. Aquaman was solid. It wasn't great, but it was like, it was as good as Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it was a little better than that. Like, <laughs> yep, fair enough, yeah. yeah. it's fun. It has a variety of locations. It has a neat lore that you can get into. Like, I actually really love Jeff John's Aquaman run, so it was okay, good to yeah. see, like, that specific run on the big screen, and I mean, come on, they gave everyone, like, comic-accurate costumes, and they didn't look ridiculous. They didn't like, look rid- I didn't love Black Manta. Black uh, Manta did still really? look a little cheesy. He looked yeah. a little weird for me. I, I did not mind how he looked. I really, I wish they would have used him more. I kind of, I like... I wish they used him more either way. I yeah, think it was, like, yeah. weird for the plot that they did it. But it's, that's a hard character to bring from a page mm-hmm. to a TV, like, Because he's right. really just a thug at his most badass, yeah, yeah. like, he's never He's more the than godfather, almost. Like, he's, well, yeah. he's, he's almost Magneto, too. Like, he's great. I really yeah, like Black Man. I love him in uh, Young Justice. Like, I, I like Oh, he's idea. great in Young Justice. Young Ju- yeah. I haven't seen season three yet, just because I don't have DC All Access. I... And then I've heard F about it. I mean, there's one character, like, she's literally like... You can say which character. Oh, what's your name? <laughs> uh, fuck it. I can't even... Talk about what? Halo? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Halo is so in your face of, like, this is millennial superhero. Oh, I see. She literally is, like, uh, her powers are rainbow. Oh, good. She's gender binary Muslim. <laughs> okay. And is, like, a mother box. Like, oh, so she can do anything? Yes. And so, I like, hate that she that they can do anything powers. Well, well it's the, so annoying. It's weird because, like, the cool thing is, she, like, it's cool for, like, the screen. So, like, she can only do one power per color. Mm-hmm. So, like, purple's healing and, like, red's sh- oh, like, okay. shield. So, like, they That's... do kind of limit her because she's, like, a living mother box. So, basically, like, the soul of the mother box, like, merged with a dead person. And so, like, the memories of the dead person are kind of coming in. It's kind of like um, Swamp Thing. Where like he's got the memories of a human, but he's really not, and so like that's like that's like the thing is like I'm not really a mother box is like a term that you guys use to like translate new Genesis talk and shit, but it's just very much like really hitting you over the head how so progressive is, that superhero is. Is that not just cyborg but with magic? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, but like, but uh, I feel like Cyborg's yeah. even more human though. Like Cyborg still is like Vic Stone. That's still right. Vic Stone. I, where he's like, like half half. Yeah. Exactly. Where like this is, I'm this human. I'm I was a human. I have the memories of this human. So almost like, like sorry. No, but, like Vision almost. Kind of. But like Vision comic book where he has like Mister Wonders. Yeah. Like I remember having cool sunglasses. Yeah. But like exactly. I'm the Vision now, so I'm gonna fuck this witch girl. That's, yeah. that's how I feel about Vision. Yeah, basically. And, like, yeah. And so it's, it's it's interesting, but I'm just, like, I don't care. Like, and that was the thing was, like, I just... Because I remember I was kind of iffy on, like, season two at first of Young Justice. Like, oh, like, I'm kind of weird. But, like, once I adjusted, I loved it. Season two to got off to a slow start. It yeah. did. Uh, and, like, I really thought this... And this got off to... A real a slow start. 20 episodes slow start. How many episodes are there? 26. Oh. And so it was like... Yeah, the first part of the season was literally just set up for the second part. And that's mm-hmm. not bad. It was cool to, like, see all these new characters get set up. But, yeah, yeah. like, the actual plot doesn't kick in until the second half of the season. And you're like, I feel like you could have... Uh, could have kicked this into high gear earlier, like... See, that's what they did with season two, and I didn't like that. It took... Like, I felt like the first, like... I don't know how many episodes were in season two, 16? 22. 22. So like the first like 11 to 12 episodes was yeah. like character building. And I was like, I get it, but I just want the last 12 episodes, which yeah. were fucking great yeah, because, they and they changed my view of Blue Beetle. Yeah. Like that character oh, became yeah. real cool to me after yeah. that. So like, I, I kind of trust them to do that, but I, I, I mean, I, I would have to check it out. I just... I don't like pandering shows. Yeah, well, and it's just like, I don't know, like, I just didn't, I wasn't in, they took so much time on these characters, and by the end of it, I just still didn't care about any of them. Yeah, that'd be the bigger problem. Like, I have no problem with it being a millennial speak, non-binary, like, all that. That's totally cool. Like, like, I don't know, I felt like I was getting hit over the head with it, but, like, she's a cool character, but I was just like, okay, man, like, it was just so, like, on the nose of, like, she's a rainbow, and, like, this and that. There needs to be writing to make it better there but like some I, I don't know this there. Yeah. shouldn't just be like hey look at this person aren't they cool yeah because yeah. like if the idea mm-hmm. the idea oh it's a living mother box and like that's super powerful chick and like they do take advantage like it's a cool aspect but then mm-hmm. it's just very much this whole thing and it's like okay and like i was just like i don't know like her it's weird because it's like i felt like she was having this arc and then like as you as she finds out more about herself and you're like oh, well, this arc doesn't matter because now you know you're not this person. It's like her trying to figure out who she was as a person, then she figures out she's not a person. And it's like, oh, well, you just wasted all my fucking time on this. That's weird. I feel like... It's frustrating, I feel like it's a not sensitive way to handle even a non-binary person. Like, that's trying to say, like, you're not even a person if you're not... If you don't feel like you conform... If that's what they're trying to do. Well, because that's the thing. At first, it seems like, oh, it's Muslim superhero. Oh, it's a non-binary... Oh, you're not even a person. So they were like, oh, okay, so we need to take Marvel's Kamala Khan and, like, let's try to make her even more, uh... Yeah. I love Kamala Khan, though. Yeah. I want more Kamala Khan. Well, I mean, I'm very excited really about that I mean, TV just, show. Yeah. Disney Plus show. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's gonna be real cool. I mean, that's just good writing for her. Like, and yeah, I, I like she's that great. Character. I mean, maybe that's the thing. is Maybe it's just, like, I had nothing for that character except to just nitpick on the very surface aspect of that character. Fair enough. And, like, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it, so it's hard to yeah, hard to agree or dis. I just like I have no problem with the the non-binary. Well, it's like, not I an just issue. Ha- if I'm getting beat over the head with it, that's well, that's the that, thing. That's though, a thing like, too. It's progressive. It's like I get it. Like it's a cool character. Let's do something with it. I always feel like comic books are two steps more progressive in the right way than mm. other media too. That's like a thing that I've held 
but, for my yeah, whole life. Yeah. But have you read any of the DC Ink stuff? No, actually. So this is it's it would be considered it's for kind of like it's all kind of YA, but it's progressive. It's like hey. Mm-hmm. We've got kids who are dealing like we've got you know we look at a Billie Eilish like I like seventeen year old in my generation could not handle the shit that she's been through like I just feel like because at first when I heard about Billie Eilish I was like I know it's a weird fucking tangent but I was just like because uh, someone told me about this like I don't need to hear about a seventeen year old girl's problems mm-hmm. and then I heard her music I was like oh okay it's like she's been through some shit but like it's we watch Harley Quinn deal with like where we watch Raven deal with depression mm-hmm. um, you watch Harley Quinn deal with like. The, like multi parts, it, like it's like they're dealing with mental issues, but it's beautiful art and really good writing. Okay, so and, it's like for a younger audience, have yeah. mental disorders. It's, it's yeah, but it's like it's coming of age, and exactly, it's yeah. really interesting. Though. No, like, I love that, and like those Raven and Harley Quinn specifically are characters that I resonated a lot with as yeah. a kid. Like Raven was, uh, I'm such a big Raven fan. Like yeah. she was my favorite Teen Titan. She's why I stuck with the Teen Titans. Teen Titans are the reason I like team-up books more than I like other kinds of books, honestly. (laughs) Like, Teen Titans was what led me into Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. books, because as I got older, I was like, I don't want teens, I want the killers. Yeah. (laughs) That's, uh, kind of... I'm 12 now, I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 14 now, Mom. (laughs) But no, it's a really cool series. They're really kind of just like, hey, yeah, like, and the art's just beautiful. See, I would love a Suicide Squad book with Raven as the leader somehow. I feel like that'd be, with her leading Trigon kind of thing. Like, because I feel like that's a very similar, like, they're all, like, crazy people in the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the whole point of those books. But, yeah, they didn't do that in the movie. But this new one looks really fucking interesting. Well, it's James Gunn, right? Yeah. It's James Gunn, obviously, yeah. It's James Gunn. They have, like, this whole new cast. And, like, half the cast... I was looking at some of the characters. They have, like, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, that guy's head's gonna explode. (laughs) I want to watch that, too. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nobody better, I think, at, like, embracing just the weirdness of comics than James Gunn. Like, all the crazy shit from the 70s that he shoved into Guardians of the Galaxy... Is amazing, like... I think he's the reason Marvel's where it's at right now. Like, I think Guardians of the Galaxy really saved Marvel. Because, like, that... It was coming off the heels of, like, Age of Ultron and shit like that. And, like, Age of Ultron was a huge misfire in so many ways. Oh, it was a massive letdown. Because I love Ultron in the comics. Mm -hmm. He's, like, one of my favorite villains. Like, his relationship to Ant-Man. Yeah. I was like, oh, that is so cool. And there's so much you can say there about, like father and son and like wanting to live up to an ideal you can't possibly measure up to yeah. and then when they're like yeah we're gonna do an ultron movie and i'm like oh that's awesome so that's coming out after ant-man right and they're like nope other way around iron man's gonna make him and i was like that sounds terrible see i'm fine with iron man making they didn't try to make it the same though they didn't try to do this father son they didn't try to make ultron relatable they didn't try to give ultron a purpose other yeah. than like yeah, this just was... seems like a crazy good idea yeah just well, immediately becomes a villain like mm-hmm. the second he's created and it's like okay but also like you're missing what makes this character special yeah yeah he ate jarvis that was our introduction to him yeah. that's not ultra ultron's first words are like daddy like, that's yeah. what Ultron's supposed to be about, not murder and cannibalism in the first person you meet. It's insane. Like, it was such a bad, like, representation of the comics. And and it's like, a shame, because the trailer looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, James Spader was a great performance. Perfect like, that choice. whole puppets on string speech, I'm like, oh, that's, like, classic Ultron. Yeah. And then he is just not that character in the actual <laughs> movie. <laughs> it was the perfect choice. And they, they've done, like... 
casting wise, Marvel's just done perfect choices so oh, far. Like, oh, I, yeah. there's not a single one where I, it hasn't warped how I think of the character now. <laughs> like, beyond Robert Downey Jr., totally changed Tony Stark forever. Just. Oh, yeah. Could you, like, I can't go back and read old Guardians of the Galaxy because it's not Chris Pratt Star Lord. It's like yeah. the competent Star Lord. And I don't want that. No. I want Chris Pratt Star Lord. Yeah, no, you can tell the new Guardians comics, they have, like, completely embraced the Chris Pratt version because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of just like a space cop in the original (laughs) Guardians comics. And then when the movie comes out, they're like, oh, now he's aloof and carefree. He was best friends with Nova. Like, that's like, they're like cop buddies. (laughs) My favorite, though, it was a scene I wanted them to do so so bad. It was when they first uh, revived Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie came out. Mm -hmm. There's a great scene where Tony Stark sleeps with Gamora. And it's the morning (laughs) after, and he's sitting down with Rocket, and he's like... So how was it? He's like, you know, I've always had the dream of you like, like sleeping with green chicks, but he's like, he's like, yeah. And it's just like this like unspoken <laughs> conversation they're having with each other. And I was just waiting. And then I was like, Gamora died. I was like, and obviously I was sad because she died. I was like, man, Tony, fuck her, man. Like, I was like, I just wanted this, like, I really wanted him and Rocket to have that conversation. I don't think it was ever going that no, way. They was, were never going with the Tony, no. Gam- I don't like the Chris, or the Star-Lord Gamora pairing no. that they're doing. I don't like that. I like. I'm kind of excited for a third Guardians of the Galaxy, but I didn't like the second one that much. The first one was spectacular, though. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. one of the best trailers ever. Mm-hmm. When oh, with Blue Suede, like oh yeah, that soundtrack, like ooh yeah, and like that's the problem. Suicide Squad copied that verbatim. Best trailer, yeah, such a good trailer. Soundtrack, unbelievable. Well, so that's actually what happened. Is they had a they had a director's cut, and then they had the company that edited the trailer re-edit the movie mm-hmm. I was I heard about this. to say yeah. it was recut by Trailer Park so that's why the entire movie is edited like it's a trailer yeah, that's why the plot disappeared <laughs> like, and the plot was really bad but like Amanda Waller perfect casting choice oh, I wish they yeah. could have done more Viola Davis oh like, yeah that would have been great but the, like, the whole thing is weird but again I think DC might be on the rise as far as movies go well, we'll see how this Matt Reeves Batman does and this, even though this Flashpoint movie's never gonna get made I don't no, care it's never happening it. this is like been in production hell for I don't know how long what 10 years 15 yeah. years I remember yeah. about this movie in high school like they're like oh it's coming out in 2013 I remember I got told that I was like oh my god when did wait. Batman vs Superman come out did... 2016 because that was like the first glimpse we had of Flash like oh yeah they're definitely doing it now yeah. yeah I remember me and Casey seeing it in the theater and we were just like this would be better if it was just like five minutes of Zack Snyder burning the five dollars I paid to get in here in front of me. You paid only five dollars? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I I have enough curiosity that I want to see this, but I'm not. I refuse to pay full price. Oh, I paid full, for full, this full price. Yeah, oh, every yeah. single one of these movies I've nice. paid full price for. Oh yeah. That's why I'm so mad at Justice League, because I paid full price for that motherfucker. And you went in there, and you were just like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. And when you walk out, you're like, that was a movie that had a plot and characters and acting. Um, Well, you say that it had (laughs) plot, character, and acting, but did it? (laughs) No, it did. It just didn't use it. It didn't use any of it. It was sitting there the whole time. It was like, nah. See, it's really unfortunate because... uh, Superman made me hate uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, Cavill. And um, now, like, since Superman, since he's been, like, not doing Superman, 
Not yeah. that he doesn't want to, just since they haven't put him into yeah, it. Yeah. He's done Mission Impossible and The Witcher, and now I like am obsessed with it. Like I want to watch him do everything. Oh, from yeah. now on. Yeah. You see Man from Uncle? Yeah, it's really good. Dude, I I I was I used to think I was like, dude, I'm so straight as an arrow. I saw his American accent from Man from Uncle. I was like, all right, I'd hit that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. If that dude talked to me like that, I'm like, I, yeah, I got you, bro. No, he's awesome in that movie. He's awesome in everything but Superman. He's yeah. just. And it's not even his fault, I don't think. It's, it's that Zack yes, Snyder... He's not given good material, yeah. yeah. And well, he's not the really right... Nobody knows how to write Superman, in my opinion. Superman should smile. Like, yeah. if you're gonna make a movie... Like, and he doesn't smile. Just nothing against Henry Cavill. He doesn't smile. He's a great Geralt of Rivia. Like, if you yeah, care about yeah. The Witcher, oh, it's fucking God. great. That song's like, still stuck in your head. Yeah, all the time. Yep. It's what I go to sleep to at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, he's just not a good choice for Superman. He doesn't smile, and no one. You're right. No one writes a good Superman because he's boring as fuck. Well, no, that's the thing. Like I remember, I was watching a um, a video about the difference between sociological storytelling and psychological storytelling. So most stories are psychological. They are about a person and their emotions and how they deal with the world. But a sociological story is a story that tells a story on a grand scale. So individuals matter but not in as much as you're trying to show a big picture of you know the institutions of the world and how they affect you know the people below them so you know like um, Game of Thrones is like a great example of like how you're watching the various like houses fight each other and then it's like you know the crown has one ambition and they have needs and that affects how they treat the other houses which affects how they in turn treat the other Houses, stuff like that. I think Superman is always supposed to be a sociological story. Like, all my favorite Superman stories uh, are all about, like, him, you know, having philosophical questions. You know, like, Superman versus the Elite. Mm. One of my favorite Superman movies because it's just nine 90-minute way to ask the question, is Superman doing the right thing by not just immediately killing everyone? Like... Does he have the is he duty bound as Superman to be a moral authority as well as like somebody who arrests criminals? Like that's a really interesting question. And none of the Superman movies, including the Christopher Reeves runs, mm-hmm. even though I love those and they were a lot of fun, none of them do that. None of them ask those philosophical questions. Like Superman should be more like Star Trek, you know what I mean? And they keep trying to make him Batman. I I mean <laughs> they keep I keep trying to tell a personal he, story about him. I don't him. know if he needs to be either. Like he, <laughs> I don't think he needs to be asking sociological questions necessarily. What happened to Superman just saving the day every now and then? Like we just don't have that anymore even. That's though. true. Superman... We don't even have the classic like an idea of the strive towards. Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be perfect. <laughs> like they're giving him so much complications, so much like is it right to kill one life to save a billion? I don't give a shit. Just go <laughs> save a cat. Like, like Injustice is my favorite Superman of all time. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite take on this should Superman kill everybody kind of... Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, that's because it finally makes it a, a character story for him because you can mm-hmm. see the, the like the events that caused him to become like the world's greatest supervillain. Yeah, like, and you get how people are siding with him too like it's not exactly. it's that's what makes injustice so scary with all the other superheroes it's that it's fractured but like the justice lords from justice league was the first like evil justice league i remember yeah, yeah. but they were all in lockstep with each other 
and then Injustice, it's fractured in half, and, like, if you read the comics, like, the, the game, you don't understand fucking why no. anyone would <laughs> side with Superman. He's baffling insane at the yeah, yeah. But, like, the comics do such a great step-by-step-by-step by step by step of this is why the Flash is siding with him, this is why yeah. the Shazam is siding with him, this is why Solomon Grundy's there. Like, all of that. And they do, like, it's, like, so well thought through. Oh, the but comics then, are amazing. I was devouring those so when they were good. coming out. Yeah, and but, I... But, like, Superman movies now just don't care. Like, they don't get... The best Superman on screen right now is the one in Supergirl. Yeah, that guy's, yeah. He's yeah. just wonderful. I yeah. I like him a so, lot. Tyler Hochkin? Yeah, Sure. Hochkin, yeah. But, like, part of it is that he's in every man. Like, yeah. he's not this unbelievably... Like, I'm sure he is, but he doesn't look like this unbelievable, hulking god amongst men. He's not acting like that either. Yeah, yeah. And that's the big difference, that Superman, as Superman should appear as a god, but as Clark Kent needs to be a schlub. You have yeah, to yeah. not be able to believe that that yeah. man is Superman. Well, I think it's, I want to say this is like, it's a conversation in one of Quentin Tarantino movies. I can picture Harvey, Harvey Keitel talking about it, but I don't know if he was. The Superman complex of mm-hmm. like... He may love humans, but when he becomes one, he is the weakest human ever, and it's truly his view on what the human race is. Yeah, he becomes and, a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes this weak little feeble thing, and it's like subconsciously, he, consciously he might not understand what he's doing, he might just try to be like, get away from Superman as much as possible, but I think mm-hmm. subconsciously that's his true view on humans. But, and like, part of my issue with like so much of the Superman storytelling is they stopped having Superman relate to humans. Yeah. Like all of Superman stories now, maybe not in comics so much because I haven't read the comics in years of Superman, but all of them are on this grand scale of like Superman needs to save the earth, but they don't ever have him saving a person. Yeah. They like that whole connection of saving one person. It's the um, idea versus what the Justice League is supposed to do versus what the Defenders are supposed those are the two wrong... The Avengers versus the Defenders. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Like, it's always like, they all have to keep upping the ante. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go, oh, the Earth is in trouble this week. Next week, the universe is going to be in peril. Yeah. Next week, Superman fights God. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's literally what the comics are doing now. It's Superman fighting God. And it's like God being like, oh, Superman's not a bad guy. What a, <laughs> what a, what a weird day. <laughs> Oh, man, this is one for the books, old Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting because, like, if they did more Superman man-to-man stories, Superman street stories. Because, like, it's street stories. The street stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Batman comics got really smart about that when um, Batman came back from breaking his back where he needed, he started having, like, a Batman syndicate and Batman Incorporated and all that kind of shit. Where he went off and handled all the fucking, like, I'm going to go fight Darkseid and yeah, yeah. all that shit. And then he had, like, Batwoman. Yeah. And, like, that's where we see the spawn of, like, Kate Kane and all these great characters that, like, are the backbone of current comic books, even. Like, yeah, yeah. They're really fascinating, but they're all street level. And there is no street level Superman. And you can't just put the movies at grand scheme it's so much easier to watch iron man save a couple people and his business than it was to watch him create world peace yeah well exactly i feel like you gotta build up to that because yeah you can get as weird as you want but you need to like i feel like ease people into it like i remember the last superman series i read was right back when um the new 52 started the grant morrison uh Mm -hmm. superman comics there's 
they start off at street level, and you're like, oh, this is a nice like little rumination on the characters starting out, and then it mm -hmm. ends with him fighting the representation of what people think Superman should be, <laughs> who has come from another universe to devour the real Superman. Of course, that's always how it goes. <laughs> yeah, because Grant Morrison is, is an amazing writer, but... There is no way, there is no Grant Morrison book I've read that is not just in a huge acid trip by the end. Like. Grant Morrison X-Men is my favorite X-Men because it was just like, what were you on? <laughs> Holy shit, that's just a brain. Why are you calling it a person? What the fuck is wrong with you, Grant? Oh, it's a skinless, humanless brain that just sits there and you call it Gwen? Why? <laughs> no, yeah, I love how... Um... Oh, there's like some interview he gives where he claims that he is like he died once and like saw the afterlife <laughs> and then came back and now he is like operating under the notion that there is like five different realities. I feel like Grant Morrison, like for every first print of an article, he puts his blood into the ink at some point. <laughs> He's that kind of like crazy. And the blood just like forms the words that he says. <laughs> The first, every time he picks a new character, he just throws blood at a screen and he just picks at three words that are, like, covered in blood. He's like, ah, blood sport the movie into the comics. Let's do this. Oh, man. So I gotta ask you, have you watched the Crisis on Infinite Earth, like, crossover? I haven't seen it yet because I watch them all at once, but um, I'm going to pretty soon. Uh, like, it's upsetting that I haven't seen it yet, but they didn't put them on my fucking Hulu when I wanted them yeah. to, so I gotta wait. But I watched everything else that they've ever done up until this current season. So, I've, I've, I'm down to, like, The Flash at this point. Like, Oh, have you, like, stopped on all the rest of them? I, dude, Damien Dark season killed me for the Arrow. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> I don't know why they tried to put him in everything else after that. Yeah, uh, but I enjoyed, uh, was it Legends of Tomorrow? I like, love Legends of Tomorrow. Like, I loved when that show realized that it's such a fucking nut, like, such a yeah. kooky show, and I was like, oh. Legends of Tomorrow took my favorite character and killed him and made him terrible, which is Captain Cold. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Captain Cold fan. Besides Deadshot, it's Captain Cold. Uh, those were the, the, like, two of the requests I had for this. I was like, I would like Suicide Squad or Captain Cold. Those are the two. <laughs> I don't, oh, man. I, I'm a big, but they made him average. Yeah. And he was weird. I didn't like his whole thing with White Canary and all, blah, blah, blah. But then right after that, they were like, oh, I guess we're just Doctor Who now, but, yeah. like, with weird people. Exactly. Have you watched Doom Patrol at all? Uh, yeah, I liked it. See, I was it like, was that's really like, I was like, I watched Doom Patrol and then I watched Legend of Tomorrow because they went through all that. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, cool, I'm into this now. Like, <laughs> once, yeah, dude, once I saw, a, have you seen Doom Patrol? Uh, I have not. Good, because I'm gonna tell you the ending, <laughs> and you're not know how I'm gonna get there. There's a cockroach that makes out with a rat. Yep. Enjoy that. Yeah, it, it happens. It works up to that. Ah, makes more sense than cats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it, cats is may as well be the ending of Doom Patrol. Ending is just the full length musical cats. <laughs> I cannot wait for that second season. Like HBO of cats, or... me no. too. <laughs> yeah, cats too. The furball. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite thing walking around the universe a lot. Like after that movie happened and just fucking flopped, and everyone was like. Yep. Well, hope 1917 does well. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay for two movies now. <laughs> I don't want to get into cats, but we could. Oh, God. <laughs>
I just remember walking around Universal with this guy, actually. Yeah. And there were posters for cats of it that just said, you will believe. And I was like, I do, and that's the problem. <laughs> believe in what? <laughs> that's not what Cats is about. That's not what the musical's about. That's not what the whole premise is about. If you don't believe in anything, you're supposed to watch talent show. That's yeah. what fucking Cats is. Yeah. But you don't like that? That's fine, because West Side Story's around the corner. Isn't it like Spielberg doing West Side yes, Story, too? Is. I'm all for that. Dude, yeah, yeah. That sounds lovely. And you got Baby for Driver for fucking in it, so like, what's his name? Oh, that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool shit. Right? Yeah, no, I'm all for it. Is it still going to be Italians versus Puerto Ricans? It's in, in the... being shot in New York, so yeah. Well, I wasn't <laughs> sure if they were like going to make it in the 50s or update West Side Story like There's they do. There's still Italians and Puerto Ricans in New York. But they don't hate each other the same way. that like you. It's a different kind of... like you would. If I were to remake West Side Story, I'd make it like the Haitians versus like the Colombians. <laughs> like those are the people who hate each other it, the it most. The Italians little... and the Puerto Ricans have figured shit out in yeah. the last 50 years. It's going to be a little weird if they said it in the modern day to think of like, you know, the Sharks versus Jet song as like a Twitter feed. Like, Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun to watch, though? Like when you're a hashtag jet, you're a hashtag jet all the way. <laughs> I would love if they updated musicals like Bye Bye Birdie for this. <laughs> Just like people tweeting at each other. Like, you hear about the Birdie going to prison or what? I don't remember what that movie is about. It's a solid bit, though, if anyone wants to write an updated uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. <laughs> You heard it here first, yep. folks. Alex Kane has given I'm, you permission. <laughs> I'm telling you to do it because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Should we get back to comic books? <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm on this cat's train. <laughs> well, no, uh, cats was terrible. <laughs> oh, yes. No, if, if there's one thing that probably bombed harder than Suicide Squad, it's cats. It's cats. You know what? You know, you can sleep soundly tonight, uh, Warner Brothers, because finally somebody shit the bed with an anticipated property more than you did. <laughs> I don't know. The Mummy came out and oh. bombed so hard that it canceled an entire series of movies. It retroactively destroyed future movies. It yeah. destroyed a cinematic universe that was already plugged. <laughs> they had like Invisible Man ready to go and shit. Like, yeah, they were ready to they go. They had like Angelina Jolie signed to contracts and yep. shit and then they were like, I guess we're not making this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It was like to start with the mummy too. I was like, I can see why they did it, but also why did they do it in the way they did? Like, why did they do it in the first place? Yeah, I, I was. I don't like. I know a lot of horror fans. I know a lot of monster fans. I don't know a single one who who's like, we need them all in the same movie in an expanded universe with Russell Crowe. Like so all three cool. of those Venn diagrams don't necessarily go together. No, yeah, the only reason, like, I'm into the MonsterVerse is because I'm like, yeah, anything that allows Godzilla to fight King Kong yeah, is fine in my book. Yeah. That just makes sense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, but, like, if I want, like, a Frankenstein or a werewolf or a, all those kind of things, I'm going to TV shows for that yeah. now. Like, a Van Helsing versus the Mummy yeah. versus Frankenstein versus werewolf versus uh, ever. Dracula. Van Helsing really should have been the first one, and then you could have introduced all the monsters after that, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, a TV show of that right now would be great. Like, a Netflix of that? I think oh, yeah, it exists, yeah. and I think I just described something that already yeah, is a thing. I was about to say, I'm so pretty sure a... you described Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Dracula Netflix show coming out, but... I, I, it is out now. Yeah. It's supposed to be great. I haven't watched it yet, but there is... 
I can't talk about it because they're like things, but mm. of course, bring it up on a podcast. But yeah, no, there's a but there's a great book everyone should check out if you're looking for a good Dracula story. Um, it's called Silver. Mm. So it's I I bring this up all the time just because like I love I know the owner really well. It's uh, Ocean's Eleven meets Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, that's kind of fun. It's amazing. So is it like Van Helsing's like, oh, there's a Dracula. I got to go assemble a team. And then I go around the world assembling a team. And we get there. And it turned out we were Dracula the whole time. (laughs) 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 Turns out the real vampires were the friends we made along the way. And they're killing us right now. I'd watch that. <laughs> that seems, this seems like a great idea. Thank Apparently you for plugging this too book. too close to hear the run over. Guys, you got it. Go. <laughs> run, run, run. Run with this shit. Take your shot. <laughs> yeah, fuck, they did make that Dracula movie, and that fucking hit the... F- God, yeah. Oh, Dracula, Dracula Untold. Untold yeah. <laughs> Man, they've just fucking... They also did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and fuck, they expected yeah, they that to take off, and they ruined that book. Well, they I didn't was actually ready to see that until I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, wait, this is not going to be a fun B-movie about Abraham Lincoln killing vampires oh, and saying one line. That is what it was, But though. did you see the Asylum spinoff, Abraham Lincoln Zombie Hunter? No. That was fucking I brilliant. didn't know. Why would Asylum spinoff a movie that wasn't well-received? So <laughs> Because Asylum does what Asylum fucking does, man. Asylum's just some guy's drug money. <laughs> <laughs> Asylum is definitely a money-laundering operation. hundred percent. Like... The the fast I did watch listen to a podcast called Caravan of Garbage plug, plugging oh, somebody yeah, else's podcast yeah, 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 yeah but they did a Asylum of the Fast and the Furious spinoff and they were like this movie cost them ten million dollars <laughs> this easily only was worth a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> Asylum did a Fast and the Furious spinoff yeah there's somebody like that yeah, that yeah. sounds amazing I just need to find this now because it's dude, called like the most fast or something like <laughs> that. Yes. the most fast and angry <laughs> so quick and quick and angry <laughs> the quick to anger too you, quick too angry you know what i would start watching if they made it into the movies uh these uh the dc warner brothers looney tunes uh mashup comics that came out not too long ago oh my god oh, do you remember yes. those like it was like elmer fudd and batman <laughs> Wait, was it Hanna Barbera did a thing like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that and was, Hanna Barbera did uh, the Flintstones. That was a great comic. You, there was one where they all came together, like an Avengers type thing. It's oh, whole... Laugh Olympics. No, is that what it was called? Yeah, that I've was like yeah. of it. I need to read it. But, uh, <laughs> look at the cover. I was like, I'm so in for this book. Honestly, that Hanna Barbera Flintstones run was my favorite comic when it was out. It was just it was, like if you want to read a sitcom, that's the best <laughs> one that's came out ever. Like that it's so good. My day, it should have. Yeah. <laughs> That one, and then I think they did a Rugrats one, too. Uh, like, Nickelodeon's Rugrats. That's a really solid line of comics. Like, I, they're just funny. Hey. Yeah. All right, well, is there anything you guys want to add before we wrap up here? You've just brought so much joy in my life, Alex. Thank you so much. That's what I do. If you want more joy, come to Flappers on Mondays. Hey! Look at this guy. <laughs> uh, hit me up on Facebook at Alex Kane or on Insta and Twitter at akane 47 I might be able to get you free tickets to Flappers because it's Flappers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is it C-A-I-N or C-A-N-E? C-A-I-N-E. Yep. You son of a so bitch. So handles are A-C-A-I-N-E-4-7 at Instagram and Twitter. 
Uh, excellent, guys. Well, yeah, definitely hit him up on Twitter to pitch him on your musicals and get free tickets yep. to Flappies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I've just been calling it Flappies for some reason. That's what you should call it. It's yeah. the right vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, folks, I've been Max Malaki. And I'm Alex. <laughs> Keep it cool, kids. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.